I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way. This is a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. It's a quiet space where all of us frantic strivers, serial doers, and weary achievers are invited in for a moment of reflection, an opportunity for prayer, and a chance to practice going slow in a world that often values only speed, success, and power. Our culture loves to tell us that life is frantic and there's nothing we can do about it. But friends, we know what's real. The true thing is deep down underneath the surface where love lives. And sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. So let's try. Have a seat just for a few minutes. Let's go the slow way. Stretching toward love. Last Thursday night, I had the chance to see Sandra McCracken perform at a small little venue in New York. Sandra's music has been a friend since my 20s, when I forced my grandmother to listen to Springtime Indiana from the Gypsy Flat Road album, all the way through actual Indiana on a road trip. I have had a Sandra song to go with most major moments since then. And in her new cover album, she basically chose a handful of songs of my heart just so my chest would leap. Thursday night, she sang Leonard Cohen. Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack, a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. I've been thinking about light and darkness and waiting. This season of Lent is meant to be a season of darkness, an intentional time outside of feasting, outside of usual comforts. That intentionality is there as a way of pushing ourselves to notice that we are already living in a shadowed world, so used to dimness that we mistake the vague grayscale of our lives for color. Lent is a season to remind us to see our own cracks and those around us as an invitation to more. Without seasons of intentional excavation of the shadows we live in and the search for light, we can convince ourselves that the darkness is all there is. Wars and power-mongering, individual glory at the expense of the common good, our own self-hatred and shame. But when we attend to those broken spaces, we find a way to the light we don't always even know we're seeking. Light of life that floods into our monochrome universe, offering us eyes to see that though we don't hold the whole of reality, all the light and color our deepest selves know to be true, it is actually there, beyond the cracks of human failure, shining through. We're coming up on my middle son Brooks's birthday this next week. He'll turn 11 and I'll have to reckon even further with the reality that time is swinging the earth around the sun at an inappropriate rate. 
When I think about Lent, I think of Brooks coming into the world. The perfect sunshine of March in San Francisco, the year he was born. The fear I carried with me into that birth. The darkness of the womb and the reckless passage of light we find in birth. Lent is for waiting, isn't it? Waiting through the night. Waiting for the light to dawn, even if it's just showing up in the cracks. This week, I watched the beginning daffodils in my garden press out of the ground despite the relentless cold of winter that keeps trying to stamp them down. All this time, they've been attending to the dark, waiting there for the first sign of loose soil, the first chance to push upward. Simone Weil spoke about waiting as an active form of learning. We don't gain insights, she said, by searching for them. Instead, we gain them by waiting, quote, upon truth, setting our hearts upon it, end quote. She goes on to say, quote, there is a way of waiting when we are writing for the right word to come of itself at the end of our pen, end quote. This is an act of attention, this waiting. We talked a couple of weeks ago about muscular nonviolence. Vile's idea of waiting feels similar. A muscular waiting, pen on paper, not straining, but activating the imagination, ready to receive. In his newsletter, L.M. Sikasis points to Vile's words as an example of this active form of noticing. He says that, quote, the words attention and attending are related to the Latin word attendere, a word that suggests the concept of stretching toward, end quote. Stretching toward is a spiritual act, like the daffodil pushing itself through the darkness of the soil, like Emily Dickinson in her poem 1619, not knowing when dawn will come, I open every door. She waits in the darkness for dawn, but her waiting includes opening all possible passages toward the coming light. So when the blaze hits the shelf of the earth, her rooms will be lit right along with it. Lent may be the season where we wait in the darkness for light to break through but it's also the season when we hold up the cracks so the light can twinkle its pattern on the wall. It's also the season when we open all the doors to catch the dawn. When we stretch toward possible healing, believing that all will be made well, all manner of things. This is waiting as a form of active engagement. Zacasis differentiates between the idea of paying attention and attending. He says, we have a finite amount of attention we can offer in a day. But that act of attending, that is a way of being, a spiritual act. Stretching toward our lives in love, we attend to our lives. And maybe that is the great work of life on earth. In the darkest seasons, in the wars and the confusion, we wait for the light to dawn. We believe it will come. We attend to it. 
How are you attending to your world? Maybe the work of love is most simply realized in the spiritual act of attending, stretching towards your life, caring for yourself by attending to your spirit's discontent, your body's pain, attending to your neighbor by noticing need and choosing to arrive, warm loaf of bread in hand, stretching toward your community, eyes open for collective joy and need, attending to your culture by seeing injustice and pushing your particular corner of the world toward goodness. A slow practice. What if the act of attending is the great work of our lives? This week, my church's Lenten book of guided prayer and meditations shared a quote from Hildegard of Bingen. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right, you guys. Speaking in the voice of the divine. I flame above the beauty of the fields. I shine in the waters, in the sun, the moon, and the stars. I burn. I stir everything into quickness with a certain invisible life which sustains all. If attending is spiritual practice, let's consider the kind of attending dear Hildegard was doing when she penned those words. To see God stirring everything into quickness. What a vision. Today we can practice attending to the Holy One in the world around us. Let's start by taking a breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. In the practice of Lectio Divina, we listen with our bodies and our hearts to the words of Scripture. We ask the presence of God's Spirit to speak, and we come back to it over again and again, slowly and intentionally. Today, I want to combine that practice with imaginative prayer. I want you to imagine a place where you might wait for someone you love. Maybe the couch you sit on while you wait on your partner to get ready to go out. Or the porch where you sit in the sunshine, waiting for a friend to arrive for a weekend visit. I think of the stairs on our front porch where I wait every day, rain or shine, for Ace's school bus to bring him home. Where do you wait? Can you imagine yourself sitting there in that place? If it's soft, imagine how it feels when you lean into the cushion. If it's hard like the porch step, imagine running your hands along the wood. Feel the nails and the rough patches. Look around the space in your imagination. See the color, the artifacts around you. 
If you're outside in your imagination, look at the sky, the trees, the buildings in your line of vision. As you imagine yourself in that space, I want you to listen to these words from Psalm 27, verses 13 through 14. If you'd like to sit with the entire psalm, you can find it in the show notes. I'll read it aloud once and give you some time to sit with it. As I say each word, practice attending, stretching toward it. Notice if one word stirs you or is louder to your heart or gut than any of the others. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Before I read it again, look around your imaginative space where you're waiting. If there's a word that stands out, maybe you want to say it out loud or whisper it to yourself. Let's listen again. This time, maybe the word will stand out for you again. Maybe a phrase will rise above the others. Just listen and notice. remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Sit and imagine you are waiting in that space, in the chair, on the step, for the light to break in, for the Lord to show up in the land of the living. This is an active work of taking heart. Listen one more time, and this time ask the Spirit of God to give you something to take with you thought to hold, a sense of comfort, a question to ponder. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart wait for the Lord. Let's sit for a bit in 
in silence. Thanks for listening to The Slow Way. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here with me is no small thing. When we move, even for a few minutes, at a pace that refuses to conform with the culture around us, we make space for God, for wisdom, for a vision of ourselves and others that can only be seen when we take the time to attend to it. What I'm trying to say is we make space for love. So well done us. I'm proud. I want to thank Val Schleter for managing my social media and Carson Boyette for designing each week's downloadable image which is available to you if you subscribe to my newsletter. Also, Jason Boyette for designing our slow way graphic and the talented Angelina Marie for editing. If you're interested in more words on the slow way, you can sign up for my newsletter at micaboyette.com. And if you do, you'll receive access to one of those downloadable images from Carson. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at micaboyette and find my book found wherever books are sold. You can also review The Slow Way on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you think that's a good idea. But if your time would be better spent taking some warm bread to your neighbor, maybe you should do that. Until next time, friends, let's go The Slow Way.
Dir siempre.